ask you a question. What would you be doing right now if you could be doing anything? Who would you be if you could be anyone? Well, what if I told you that the answers that you may give to those questions are not only possible, but those forms of you already exist, and those are realities for you to begin living your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, explorers. Welcome back for another edition of the Stephen Canyon Podcast. So glad you could join us. Kineticbelief.com is the website. Well, Miss Megan, it's another beautiful day. Good job with your run earlier. Oh, my goodness. You went down and back? (laughs) I did. Yeah, and you came back with a shark's tooth. I did, yeah. I I, uh, did a moment of stretching, and I looked down, and there it was. Only you. Only Only you. We go to Alaska, and I'm out running the dogs, and you're watching whales breach. (laughs) You go for a run on the beach stretch, and you're picking up shark's teeth. (laughs) Well, somebody taught me how to be a a kinetic believer and attract anything I want. So so. where's my shark's tooth? I don't know. You should probably attract one for yourself. I did through you. See? What? That's love. It is love. <laughs> How are you today? Yeah. I'm fantastic. I really am. And you always inspire me. I'm going to, after the podcast, I'm going to have to go stretch and do my my stuff. That sounds fun. It's a really nice day on the beach. Beautiful. Looks beautiful. The yeah. ocean is calm today. Yeah, no rain, just just enough sunshine to make it fun and the waves. Oh, I love it. I was thinking, you know, we talk about the life transforming power of the imagination all the time. Yeah. I mean, and, you, you know, you, you just mentioned kinetic belief. Well, that's what we're all about. One of your favorite shows was Allie McBeal. Do you remember that? Well, yeah. Yeah. I loved Allie McBeal. Don't, do you remember that? That's a silly question. Your well, favorite yeah. show of all time is Allie McBeal. Do you remember? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> good one. <laughs> that, you know, I was thinking that that series had this offbeat and, uh, gosh, it was just these surreal running gags and themes all the time. Just yeah, like, I loved it. I related to it. That's why I loved it so much. Because Allie McBeal, she's constantly going around and her imagination is always working overtime. And, you know, she just <laughs> sees sort of the cartoon version of life. And, and I... Like the tongue would roll out and just keep going across the floor. Yeah, and exactly. It, just, and that's, that's a, I, I just relate to that. Imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, then didn't she have like this tendency to always just sort of fall over whoever she, whenever she found somebody attractive and just kind of like train oh, yeah. wreck her life yeah like a, you know a cute guy would come into the office and uh, you know the eyes would like cartoonishly like bug out like ooga, right, ooga right. you know you know what i remember yeah. really a, a lot about that show was the the usually the ending bar scene who was that bonda shepherd performing there yeah, in the that bar singer Such, would, so cool yeah. i wonder what she's doing now i don't she had an amazing voice but she um i loved how it would end you're right that was such a nice ending they would all sort of come together at the end of the day and she's singing and playing and there's a lot of camaraderie Mm -hmm. and really really nice themes imaginations kinetic belief all that today we're talking about rewilding rewilding your life rewilding Mm -hmm. for the domesticated oh i love this isn't that cool domesticated this this title is just calling to me well that's usually the thing that i hear most at our workshops and people when we start digging into some of the issues that are really common in in every culture in every country throughout the world today it's mostly just being domesticated to expectations Mm -hmm. domesticated to life and the definition of domesticated is simply tame and to be kept as a pet on a farm who wants to be kept as a pet on a farm 
Wow. Well, well, let's think about it for a minute. It depends no. on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you're not supposed to call a, a, a dog or a cat a pet anymore. It's actually a companion. Did you sure. know that? Well, I guess it depends on the dog. I would, I, I can Our see that. Our little dogs were companions. Oh right? yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, everyone—if you talk to anyone with a dog, they love. It's like their mm-hmm. child, and I, I get that. Well, being domesticated is somebody that has been naturalized. In other mm-hmm. words, you've been tamed and and kept from being the natural, real person wow. you were determined to, you know, should have been sounds, determined to be from the beginning. It sounds very Stepford doesn't it? Yeah, right? That movie, yeah. Kinetic belief. Well, let's talk for a few minutes about what it means to actually rewound yourself and get away from that domesticated version of yourself and why this is a good thing and something that should be actually uh, effort should be put out there for achieving this. Hmm. Kinetic belief is when you hold onto a desire and it's when you imagine it to already exist in the present tense. There is a universal quantum physical law that basically says your desire and the substance of your belief cannot exist simply in part form. In other words, there's no such thing as a half of a thing being a whole. That makes any sense. In other words, your belief, your belief is half of what you're believing for. And as long as you hold on to that half a belief, as though it's fully formed, you're holding on to half of the belief and imagining with gratitude that it's already formed what happens? The universe moves the other half of your belief, the substance of your belief, to fully form. In other words, to connect the other half to your half. So what you're believing for becomes the full form of your belief. That's how the law of attraction works. That's how kinetic belief works. That is quantum entanglement. That is faith. That is life. I love that idea that the universe is meeting you halfway for something you're believing for. Meeting you. That's correct. That's very cool. Sitting there and just believing for something without moving toward it is keeping the half away from the half that you're attracting. Kinetic belief is the motion. It is the movement of your half toward the half that you're attracting. It's the action to your belief Mm -hmm. that ultimately shows the faith, uh, the determination to be able to uh, connect with and attract what you're believing for. Well, it seems like that would be really important when it comes to your, like you were just talking about, your imaginations and and your visualizations. Because you can visualize and imagine that other piece of the puzzle coming toward you. It's not all on you. You have a partner in this, in a sense. Exactly. You know, I learned the technique of this when I was five years old. And the person who taught me, they didn't know scientifically. They didn't have any knowledge regarding the mechanics of how kinetic belief works. However, what they did know is they knew the secret of attracting belief to form. They understood that and practiced it in their life. And I would imagine... Somebody showed them how to do it when they at some point in their life, and it's just been passed on from generation to generation. So there I was, five years old. I had no reason to doubt what I was being told, none at all. I didn't know any better. Five years old, I, you know, I just, I'm still a crumb cruncher. <laughs> Faith of a child. Faith of a child. So I was given the steps involving, um, what well, regarding changing my physical body at the age of five. So. I imagined what I desired, the way I was told, and I expressed excited gratitude, the way I was taught, as though my belief had already come to pass. So I was seeing it as already being done. I understood that for some reason. It just made, it made perfectly good belief, faith, sense to me. That's the only way I know to put it. So, and here's the deal. Within two weeks, what other people would call miraculous... Um, this thing had shown up in my life, just appeared. 
from the process of my kinetic belief. So, well, what happened is that experience formed my understanding, my uh, experiential knowledge very, very early in life. So I had effectively wrapped this myelin around my um, uh, brain, the, the nervous functions of my mind, my thought processes, in order to be able to believe that, see it, and adhere to that as a practical way of living my life. The very next thing that I kinetically believed for was the ability to play a piano. Five years old, I sat down on a piano and I imagined with belief and desire in the same, using the same kinetic belief that I'd been shown for changing my physical self. And I began using that uh, as a process to become a concert pianist. And I knew very little about what one actually was, just enough to, to know what it looked like and sounded like because I'd seen one. And so I imagined to be one using kinetic belief at the age of five. Well, and as you know, I did this over and over and over again and again daily, and I was sitting at the piano imagining that. Well, what, what was happening while doing this? My physiological mind, my thoughts and abilities, they were physically changing through my kinetic belief. So in reality, what happened was, somebody says, well, I want to know physically what happened to you. Well, I developed a condition where my sensory perceptions became involuntarily unified. The substance of my belief... In neurological terms, what happened was they crossed sensory wires in my brain and I developed involuntarily and literally the ability to hear sound from images. I began seeing colors from music. I began seeing music in things and, it, and it's actually a condition that's called synesthesia. And everything became musical. My thoughts were musical. A tree is musical. Mountains and streams, they're musical. Rivers, skies, all musical. So I grew up playing, playing on the piano what I was seeing around me. And I was seeing the music around me. I was feeling music, and it was just in images and all around me. So then by the time... Um, and I became a young adult, and as you know, I formed an orchestra. I went out and found other musicians to begin playing the music that I have been attracting and seeing. And so what actually happened, and I don't think I ever told you this, Megan, but the first time after, you know, I, I played these recordings and, uh, of my music, gave the recordings to the other musicians because I wasn't able to write any of this down. They took my music home. Each individual musician learned their part. So I had cellists and strings and, and, and a lot of other in percussion and all mm -hmm. these instruments. Yeah. And they took my music, recorded music home. They learned it. And they came back for the first rehearsal to play through. These guys were exceptional musicians. And they learned, they learned four of my pieces. This is about, you know, 15, 20 minutes worth of yeah, music. Right. And we sat down and started playing. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I was emotionally and sensory overloaded so... It was so overwhelming as I'm trying to play this music with the musicians. I remember the first time I played with them, another musician had began sh was shouting my name out. And it was like an echo off in the distance that I couldn't even hardly hear him. He was <laughs> calling, Steve, 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 and Steve. And they thought I had fainted on the piano bench and was falling off of the piano bench. And I was almost, I'd almost passed out. I wasn't. I was barely there, and it was just. I was so overwhelmed with oh the word. the the senses of the music, not just being something that I was imagining and seeing in in imagery around me, but it was, it was something was connecting on the inside of me with, with the the overwhelming, 
natural sense of the music around me. That's amazing. Within me and around me. So that was many, many years ago. But now look, here's the thing. It's through the process of rewilding yourself that anybody can develop a skill set in relation to their purpose of genius by unbecoming everything that they're not supposed to be. And that's what kinetic belief is. You start from that point of go at the very original. In the same place that I began and began that process of attracting music into my life. It's a powerful experience. And it's very real. It's a very tangible experience. But it's not a respecter of persons. In other words, this is available to anyone and everybody, anyone that knows to how to practice and dares themselves to avail themselves to practice rewilding back to the original, undomesticating yourself to become the original source version of who you're supposed to be. I have to say that story you told is really fascinating. Just this this idea that you you changed yourself through belief physiologically to the point of having sensory perception overload where music is is concerned. And I think that's sort of in, really cool and interesting because then we can know too that as we're attracting a new way of living, a new talent, a new skill, a new passion, whatever that may be, um, that it's, it really is going to be changing you from the inside out. You know, the practice is in the mind and in your heart and in your, in your belief. And then that's absolutely, totally transforming you down to your core. Down to your core, that is a really good way of putting it. Because whatever you're believing to receive, to attract from the universe becomes you. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. You're not trying to become something. Something is becoming you. There's a merging of substance. There is a oneness that yeah. begins to happen when you hold on to that belief, that highest viewpoint for thought forms, and you continue to imagine it as, as uh, having already come to pass, then it simply becomes you in a way that really you cannot define. There's not a, a how-to manual that comes with you know developing a skill set of imagination or attracting a, a thing into your life. It's some, there is a way to practice it uh, uh, for that item, that thing, that desire to become you. You become wealth. You become health. You become love. You become these things that you imagine to be. Um, I like the, again, the title today is Rewilding for the Domesticated. Have you, have you ever had a time in your life where you felt you had been domesticated? Any person is actually domesticated when they, there is no resistance to the domesticating process. In other words, to become domesticated, what that actually means is that you've been believing and adhering to ideas that don't form the true original purpose and essence of what you were meant to be. In other words, you are receiving validation. You're looking for correction. You're listening to the ideas and creating thought forms and having your own thoughts formed by the opinions and thoughts of other people. Culture, mm-hmm. politics, negative news, sources that come from without rather than within. That is all part of the domesticating process. Mm-hmm. So resistance to you becoming who you're meant to be is the process of domestication. So there is a little bit of that in all of us every day. And so the practice of being a kinetic believer is to overcome the domesticating processes, hmm. those things that would lead you away from your purpose for life. It's almost like you're acknowledging that that pull, that draw is, is trying to affect you every single day, but the process of rewilding is ongoing. Um, does it matter where you live? Because 
personally, I have to say that, you know, I have been drawn into that sort of domesticated state when I'm not in wild places. And when I am just sort of in, I guess, a I'm just surrounded by concrete. <laughs> it can be really difficult to to feel connected to your original source and the universe and who you really are. You know, that's a great point because anytime that you remove yourself from any kind of influence, you are undomesticating yourself. In other words, when you are immersed uh, and surrounded by negative source influencers, then you are in your location <laughs> is vitally important. Yeah. And absolutely having a profound effect on how domesticated you're becoming and being moved away from your purpose for life. Fascinating, yeah. So location is important. However, I will say this, that for the person who is living in downtown, you fill in the blank, that is you know, among negative people in the office place, wherever you are, wherever you're living, whatever lifestyle you're undertaking right now, you're able to unbecome all of that negative source energy, and you actually get to decide whom you give access to, the the thoughts and suggestions, the conversations that you're going to part- uh, participate in. You make the decision on whether or not to pass along the gossip, to get involved in that chain of talk, mm-hmm. to to involve yourself with the judgments at the water fountain and yeah. that everybody's the conversations that you're having. You determine what kind of media you watch, how you're entertained. Yeah. If you are involved in news, the, the spectacle of life as it goes by, you get to decide what you're going to adhere to and become part of. Mm-hmm. It is a paramount importance that you determine and decide, is this in agreement with the life that I should be living? Is this positive or is it negative? It always comes down to those two forces. Right. And we all have the ability, really do, if you ask the question honestly of yourself, to discern whether or not something is positive or it's negative. Make that determination and then, my goodness, check your life and start making changes where they need to be made regarding uh, giving access to yourself uh, from negative source influencers. And even... Now, here's the thing, and this is where a lot of people get tripped up, is they say, well, my, my friend is, is a positive person. They're not a negative person, and they're always telling me what I should be doing that's good for me. Well, now, hold on just a minute. Just because they have what they believe to be your best interests in mind, they're actually telling you what you should be doing. Well, now, only you know what the actual authentic, yeah. uh, different purpose that you have, the thing that makes you different, not alike anyone else. You're the only one that can answer those questions. Yeah. So until you've done that, you really don't know if somebody is giving you the proper advice for yes. who you are or not. Your purpose is between you and your creator. Your purpose is between you and and your heart. And so there's some questions that you're going to have to determine the answer to before you can decide who's going to be a life coach for you. You know, this is such an important topic because recognizing that that domesticated process, that that domestication society is trying to sort of like force on everyone, that uniform way of living, that it's trying to sort of encroach on your sense of identity every single day. It's a really important thing to talk about because we are all dealing with it and we are trying to go through our day um, you know cultivating that unique self probably one of my my favorite tools that you've talked about of all is a positive disruption 
because I don't know if there's when you have those moments of maybe you've been working and you've been doing the guided journal and you've been working kinetic belief and then you sort of have these moments these lower moments where you've fallen into like maybe a more negative headspace um, that positive disruption can quickly set you right back on course. True. And positive disruption, I'm glad you brought that up. The way that those work is, first of all, you've got to know your identity. You have to know who you are so you know what to interrupt with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't interrupt a negative thing with unless you know what the positive thing is that you're going to interrupt it with. So identity, think about it. You've got to know who you are in order to protect who you are. Yeah. In order to positively protect that. Well, and obviously identity is so closely related to purpose. And that purpose is going to determine what what positive disruption works for you, what you need. Those all sort of dance together in this really cool way. So identity is going to be absolutely necessary in order to be able to to uh, engage in those positive uh, interruptions, those disruptions that we're talking yeah. about. Here's the thing. Every human being was first a spiritual being and then came into the natural with a specific ability to become according to their beliefs and desires. Become anything. And you can do this at any age, at any time. So our ability to attract a desire to form is eternal and it doesn't diminish with age. But you've got to know your purpose. You've got to go back to the beginning, the core essence of who you are, in order to be able to positively interrupt anything that's trying to come in and distract you, to upset you, to get you to try to believe it rather than to believe you. A negative report that wants you to agree with it rather than the positive report that you've already formed that you're going to adhere to and rely on. And those are the negative things that have to be disrupted. Life happens and life wants to happen to you, but you get to to determine if you're going to allow it to happen to you or not. And that's a, a very real subjective reality in a way of approaching life for the successful believer, the successful kinetic believer. Things happen, traffic happens, the weather happens, stuff around you is happening, but whether or not you participate in it is going to be up to you. Whether or not you choose to believe it, the substance of it, to make that your subjective reality is going to be up to you. So knowing your purpose, knowing your desires and your love, your aspirations, all of those things, that's going to determine what you're going to imagine to believe as you go through your day. So all this negative energy stuff that's happening around you will just continue to happen around you. The bad news of the day will happen, but it'll happen around you as you create this sphere of influence that you're just kind of drifting through life with, holding on to and fashioning. You're the oxygen to the vacuum of your soul. You're the one breathing life into you. You're the one that's creating the course for your destiny, that place of perfection that you're relying on to be your future and your tomorrows. Every human being has this ability. Every human being can maintain that course of direction by journaling their perfect life and continuing on that path. I began teaching the process of rewilding about just well over 20 years ago and since then to tens of thousands of people around the world. And now here's the thing. Rewilding yourself to become a kinetic believer is the coolest, most amazing experience for anyone that's willing to step into the arena of the miraculous. I am so excited about our rewilding workshops, always have been, because you know what? Here's the deal. I get to share my hunger for rewilding without limits and my passion for not stopping for anything in order for somebody else to experience their passions and their desires. 
Yesterday, the question was asked, do you need to go into the wilderness to go forest bathing or go hiking in order to rewild yourself? And here's the deal. It's not necessary, but most certainly should be part of the experiential plan. Look, why would you only race to the top of a mountain or only chase a vision across the desert floor? Those are the things that someone does when they continue searching for perfection. Or why would you drive all day to get to the middle of nowhere, just to be in the middle of nowhere? Because when you do all of that, there is still so much more. Well, why is that? It's because life actually begins when your belief, when your desire and imagination goes off-road. So the answer to the question, do we have to be in the forest bathing under the canopy of the trees? The answer is, it's the combination of the adventure of your belief and the desert. The adventure of your belief um, as it is while you race to the top of the mountain. It's the adventure of your belief in pursuit of the vision across the desert floor. You create the highest viewpoint for whatever it is that you desire. And then by journaling that thought form, your kinetic belief begins attracting whatever you desire to form into your life. And so regardless of your age, it is, look, it's not about what you're leaving behind. It's, it's about chasing the things that really matter. When you boldly begin rewilding your life, whatever you believe for without limits is first step. It's the very first baby step to your individual great off-road adventure. I love this idea that I like how many times you mentioned adventure because that's what life should be, right? I mean, we don't, you're not forcing anything. You're just chasing this vision. And that's just naturally, I think, going to cause you to end up in those wild places and in the places where you can so clearly hear your internal voice and get to know yourself like never before. Well, you know, this, this works for us. You and I, we've worked at this and done this between us for so many years and with yeah. other people at the same time. That's mm-hmm. We understand the passion for rewilding because it's what drives both of us. Yes. And this is our passion because it works. And to be a kinetic believer, rewilding is so much more than a descriptive name. It's so much more than what some just something a person is called. Rewilding is a mark of a common bond that we have with so many people that we've met over the years. And it's a shared obsession for the authentic adventure that bridges generations and it spans continents now. When a person comes to a rewilding workshop, Megan, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in a meeting room in downtown Dallas or within the Red Rocks of Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's always about what the individual is willing to experience in this life. It's always about what they're wanting to get rid of and to obtain. It's always about them wanting to realize in an experiential way the things that they already know exist within their hearts. Most people know that their heart's desire is real and it should be tangible, but they can't touch it. They can't see it yet, but they know that it exists because it's on the inside of them. Well, how do they get it from within to without? That's the purpose and the experience of rewilding. And that's why you and I do what we do. Mm, Wow. I love that idea that the adventure is within you. No matter where you are, no matter where you go, that it's a spirit. It's a common spirit that we share. Right. We don't have to create the adventure. It's already there. It's already on the inside of every single creative human being. What a way to live. Everybody has that. So so what is it now? Well, it's about chasing the things that absolutely matter to the unique creative genius of purpose within every person. It's knowing the purpose. That's another way of saying knowing your identity, knowing that and chasing your identity. 
the most exciting thing is that the experience of rewilding is always it's always pushing the boundaries of expectations, isn't it? And it's always rewriting the rules of adventure. You know, it's not my rule for adventure or your rule for adventure that somebody else gets on the pathway to follow. Yeah. Everybody has their own rules. Yes. And it's determining what those are that overlays that as a blueprint for your life that you begin embracing and taking that adventure on the inside of you and laying it out there before you. You know, after all, rewilding, <laughs> that's the reason that we get up every morning. Well, and I have to say that there's something intrinsically just so beautiful about the way that you teach us to discover through self-discovery and to look within because it really ins- instills a boldness in us to, um, you know, to, to seize that original self and stop looking around and to even, you don't, and I just love that as a teacher, you don't, you don't tell us to be like you, um, because that's not accurate. You're giving us permission to be bold in who we are originally and to go forth boldly knowing who we are and chasing that sense of self. Don't be like me. Don't be like you. Don't be like anybody else. They're already taken. Yeah. Be like you. Yes. Be the miraculous, powerful, amazing person that you are. You have permission. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Yes. Ireland. Doesn't matter. Germany, Poland, Australia, Austria, wherever you are. Spain, South Africa, upstate New York, (laughs) Montana, California. Yeah. Wherever you are, you have the substance of belief right now within you. An ability to attract anything that you can think of or imagine. And the rewilding workshop, it just enables you to begin the process of acting out the life that you desire from within. Look, human beings were created in the image of the Creator, and the substance of belief is just like a flowing spring. And it flows through all of us. It's, and it is living water. It's, it's in quantum physics, the substance, the quantum energy of belief, that power comes out from the center of the human Creator. And you have within you that well of water, that substance of belief, springing up into the likeness of the subjective reality. So every single person radiates force. And yes, that radiating force of energy is discerned and it is felt by the environment around you. But now here's the thing. Likewise, the radiating force of energy of the environment, of the desert floor, of those mountaintops, of the wilderness, of wherever you are, that energy of the environment is discerned and felt by you. Wow. So if the energy of the environment that you're, you've placed yourself within, if it's negative, then it will be discerned and felt by you. Mm-hmm. If the energy of the environment is positive, if you're in a vortex of positive energy, it's going to be discerned and felt by you. Well, what happens if it's discerned and felt by you? It becomes you. Yes. You become it. You're becoming one with that. So the power of belief is in constant motion. Every person is self-active. Every person has life-transforming power within themselves. Wow, you said a few really exciting things there. Um, One of which... I like this idea that, you know what, make sure that you're placing yourself within positive energy because otherwise you'll spend a a life, yes, you can fight against toxic and negative energy, but who wants to spend a lifetime pursuing that, you know, trying to overcome when you could just be being fed by the energy around you, by the positive Mm. energy. Um, They're both, a good life is possible in both, but one is extremely more difficult than the other. That's a great point. You can fight and win. Why would you, if you were desiring a peaceful life, Mm -hmm. 
place yourself into the middle of a war zone somewhere in the world and because you, you could fight and win every day yeah right there or you can remove yourself and put yourself into a, the most peaceful place in the world mm-hmm. and still be a winner nothing is more important than the environment you're choosing to live in that is that is such a, a fantastic point and i was i was going to say one more thing that i love that you just sort of a theme that came through as you were talking is this idea that you're teaching us to carry a spirit of adventure with us wherever we go and that we're sort of spreading that around as we go so we everything is from within we don't need anything from anyone and it's all just sort of like you said it's just like this spring just welling up on the inside of us yeah and you know you don't you really don't even have to make the choice or decision to carry an adventure it's already within you what you must do is to recognize that adventure is already on the inside of you. Your purpose is to locate it and recognize that as being your identity and embrace that and then take that wherever you want to go, knowing that, realizing it, believing it because you're one half of the equation and then allowing the universe to fill in the other part to become the reality that you're experiencing. And it does seem like as you go through all of these processes and you start living these life adventures, then it's also going to instill in you this very real sense of emotional and spiritual, even physical independence. Um, I've just, I was talking to someone just this morning and I was sort of shocked at how much of what they were saying and what they were feeling and what they were making their decisions was based off of, you know, just wanting to have that support of other people's opinions. And it seemed so innocent, but it's, but it's not, you know, when you can't have that self unique identity, independence of identity, it's amazing how you just can't move forward. Well, that's a great point. Here's a great, here's a, a good practice and something that I'll often do is you realize that the imagination, the, the belief that you're creating, the life that you're seeing yourself living within, as though it has already come to pass, you're also going to imagine the kind of conversations that you would have in that perfected realm. Are the things that you're talking about, is that something you would talk about in the paradise that you've created in your imagination? Because if it's not a conversation that you would have in your idea of perfection, then don't have the conversation. It should yeah. not exist. And it's not until you change the way you speak, the change, change the words that you use, change the way you talk, because, look, words are things. Words have substance. Our, our, our vocabulary is creating the environment that we're living within. No person is living a life right now based upon things that they have not been saying. Everything that you see around you is based upon what you believe and what you say. So you're constructing the life that you're experiencing by the things that you say. So if you don't want to have a negative experience, then you're going to have to stop talking about the negative experiences. You're going to have to stop talking in negative terms. You know, John Muir said the clearest way to the universe, into the universe, out there into the universe, is through a forest wilderness. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I love that because, you know, he's he's just saying what we've been talking about. Yes. That... You get away from the negative stuff to get to the positive stuff. If you are trapped in it and you're surrounded by it, just don't participate in it. And let other people know you're not interested in having a negative conversation. And there is, there really is power in wild you know, sort of unadulterated nature. It is it is the epitome of original source energy. And I think that when we do have the opportunities to, to forest bathe and to connect to the Red Rocks in Sedona or to just take a walk in green spaces, anything to 
to I think mm. it's just so powerful and it does connect you easily to a, an original source energy it's almost like you can sense coming into harmony with it Look, the only way, and let me underscore this, the only way to attract through the law of attraction and the power of kinetic belief is to rewild yourself in order to remove every distraction that would turn you from your highest viewpoint and desire. Since we know that we are created in the image of the Creator in quantum physics, we also realize that all of our experiences, all of them are providential. In other words, quantum particle researchers have observed through quantum entanglement that everything was created from the imagination of the Creator. There was a bias for all design for every form before the Big Bang. And we were also created with the same ability to imagine, believe, and create. That is the force behind the evolution of science. That's the force behind the evolution of philosophy, the evolution of arts, the evolution of technology that we're surrounded by today. Everything that human beings first believed was then formed and is attracted to become the substance of their beliefs. All experiences of life, everything that you're experiencing right now, was originally designed as part of the universe, and those forces were blueprinted for every human being. But now, with the same inherent ability to believe and then to see, every single human being realizes through the power of kinetic belief and self-activity by rewilding themselves to their original purpose, unbecoming all of the negative stuff right now. They're realizing by agreeing with and coming into harmony with their advancing purpose for advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. And it's only those who failed to captivate their dreams Those are the ones that become creatures of circumstances rather than masters of their environment, masters of the universe around them. Just say this out loud. Say it. Say what I'm saying. Say, I am returning to my original purpose. I'm returning to my original purpose. I am beautiful. I'm beautiful. I am unique. I'm unique. And I unconditionally love. And I unconditionally love. The genius of my purpose. The genius of my purpose. By rewilding. By rewilding. And unbecoming every negative influence. And unbecoming every negative influence. I am attracting. I am attracting. My greatest desires. My greatest desires. I am bold to me. I am bold to me. I am brave to me. I am brave to me. I am wise to me. I am wise to me. I am desirable when I'm me. I am desirable when I'm me. I love being me. I love being me. And now. And now. And now. And now. And now. And now. Everybody else. Everybody else. Can love the me. Can love the me. That's me. That's me. (laughs) I really do love myself though. I know you do. (laughs) And I do too. (laughs) It's a personality quirk. Is it? (laughs) We'll work on that. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) What? Loving yourself like that. I love it. (laughs) Can I love you too? Yes, you may. Absolutely. What a cool episode. Rewilding for the domesticated. Rewilding. It's the way that we unbecome every negative influence, every negative thought, every negative thing that we've ever watched in television and movies. That's the process of becoming the positive, advancing force energy you're supposed to be. I just love that visual of, you know, you've been living in a cage and you become so domesticated and beige and boring and ugh, and then all of a sudden you're taken out of that cage and you can finally reacclimate to the, the, the thing that being that you were always meant to be becoming who you're supposed to be yes. and you can do that at any stage in life isn't yeah. that you're never too old to learn something new yeah only you define you that's right it's what you believe it's your subjective reality subjective reality hey if you'd like to comment on today's podcast kinetic belief at stephencanyon.com 
website is kineticbelief.com where you can pick up a copy of the Kinetic Belief Manifesting Guided Journal as a 100-day process. A lot of fun to go through. And oh, yeah. Powerful stuff. Yes. Also, it, it really is transformative. It is. Utterly it? transformative. Well, and it allows you and enables you to do this day after day. And that's the way all of this works. You can't just, yes. it's not just a quick read and you don't do this once. It should become a, a way of life. You're on a journey. Yeah. So you need a logbook. Mm-hmm. You need a way to journey, uh, journal your journey. Journal your journey. And it was interesting because recently uh, a review that someone left, they were saying that it was really the first time in their entire life that they had thought about themselves that much, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. You know, so many people like we're just scurrying around. We're go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 and you haven't taken a moment to look within. Here's the thing. You want to give people your best. Yes. And if you're not being your best, if you don't, if you don't know who you are and your own identity, if you haven't yet elevated that to the surface, taken all of that that's within and bring it out to the surface for you to embrace as your identity mm-hmm. and your purpose for life and then unconditionally love who you are, that's the first thing that you must do in order to be able to give yourself wholly to other people. Yes. So you're doing yourself and everybody else no favor at all if you don't know who you are and what your purpose right. is for living it's almost as if when you there's a it's almost like there's a superpower by unlocking your true self there's a there's a version of you that mm. can do you know beyond imagination level things but only when you're doing it as your true self if you are not unconditionally loving yourself it is impossible to yeah. unconditionally love anybody else when you see it you, somebody says well i love them when well, i wait a minute who are you <laughs> Well, I love them. Well, wait, who who is loving them? Right. Well, me. Well, who are you? Yeah. Well, I, I really don't know. Then then you don't know who's loving them. Right. There's, so who's yeah. really loving them? There's so much power in knowing your true self and unconditionally loving yourself. And, and if, if anyone's wondering, you are absolutely worth the pursuit, by the way. You and, are original yes. enough. And the world does need your original mm-hmm. self. That's a that's a puzzle piece of the universe. The people closest to you, your family, your children, your spouse, your friends, your family, everybody needs the, the real you to love them, yeah. not some fabricated version of yourself. Yes. That's mm, it. Powerful stuff. Mm. Beautiful. Kineticbelief.com. Also, while there, pick up a copy of The Purpose of Your Life, the Purpose uh, Workbook, so that you can work through that. It's on the yeah, website. Purpose Workbook. Also, um, a great way to determine your purpose and just get a, a good sense of identity coming out of that. Um, Kineticbelief.com. If you want to check out the events page, we have some rewilding workshops and also working on some retreats as well. Lots of exciting rewilding things. Rewilding workshop coming up in Dallas, Texas yeah. on, on March the 25th. Uh, what first? March twenty eighth. March twenty. March twenty eighth. <laughs> I have the calendar. Downtown Don't worry. Dallas, and we'll see you <laughs> I'll there. I'll make sure Steve shows up. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm going for my run now. Okay. Well, this is a beautiful day. Let's just knock it out. Make the most of it. Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. Thanks as usual for all the wisdom. Bye.